What's up, y'all? Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Hang Time and Friends. I'm your host, Ebony Anderson Brown, and I'm the founder and editor in chief of Hang Time Magazine. I'm really excited to present y'all with this episode today because it's very different from what I've done in the past, although it's quite similar because I am still interviewing artists um, or people within the music industry or entertainment business. Um, but this person in particular, Reggie Becton, who's a new wave. Um, so, and R&B performing artist based out in LA. He's originally from the DMV, but I'm, I'm really excited because we really get into some, some good details, some gritty details of what it means to being an independent artist. Um, it kind of just doing it, uh, living it, being an artist, going through the motions, but also performing and what that looks like, um, when you, feel like you've made it but you still got so much further to go um but yeah if there's an artist near you or in your town that you think should also get a spotlight or should be highlighted shoot us a message you can always follow us at hangtime magazine um on all social media and you can follow me at unrated ebony uh shout out to icn and storytime studios for always hosting us and providing us with their services um and yeah hope you guys enjoy my eyes are green and my mood is blue you left my messages on red trip down nude my beanies orange and i'm drinking all right we should be good (laughs) Cool. Okay. So um, thank you again for wanting to do this phone interview. I'm really excited. No problem. Yeah. Thank um, you for the opportunity. Yeah. Uh, I guess first I should just explain, like, what hang time is. I know that you guys may have seen, um, especially you, Reggie, you might have seen, like, our website and our social media. Um, we focus a lot on music, um, mainly, like, independent artists, um, where we started in New York City, so a lot of the artists that we do feature are from, like, Brooklyn, Queens, the Bronx. Um, but we also get, like, calls and um, emails from people from other states and even countries. Um, so we kind of just keep going with it, with the momentum. Um, mm-hmm. we, we just really love hearing other people's stories and, like, hearing where they come from. Uh, even if they do sound similar to each other, but anything that just kind of just makes the community even larger. Um, so yeah, that's just really what we are. We just we're just here for artists to to share their story um, and to also just build really big community, like and just let others know that want to do this shit. Like yo, it's it's hard, but you can fucking do it. <laughs> so that's really just about it. Right. That's yeah. literally the name of the game. It's hard, but you can fucking do it. That's like the model we do Yeah. So I guess first, just um, I know in your bio, um, you're you're in LA, um, in this mm-hmm. this um EP you put out, it's your son, right? Yes. Yeah. So how how has that been? Just um just kind of navigating and discovering yourself as an artist overall. Um, I don't know too much about you, but I do know that I love your music. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Hey, that's the start. That's that's what matters. Um, I don't matter in this 
But um, yeah, no, I moved to LA about three years ago. Um, right after like college, um, moved out here to like try to chase the dream and make things happen. And when I got here, I just like hit the ground running, trying to find like my my trap, I say, to um to make music with to feel like who would support me enough to make the music and like to help me find myself and find my sound and play around with things and things like that. And um, I have a few connects already here, and it was it took a while to really hone in and find my voice in music. Mm-hmm. I would say it took about maybe what two years, a year or two, kind of. Um, and there was some in between music where I thought I found it, of course. But with East Song, we've at least it got better, and they just keep kept building that way. Mm-hmm. And then one thing led to another um, in the music sense of things. But when I moved out here, like. I was literally staying in a air, different Airbnb every month, sleeping on air mattresses. Like, it was a crazy story. But I think it really prepared me for, like, just the hustle and bustle of the industry and really set the tone for my LA journey. So that's kind yeah. of the journey part. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Crazy <laughs> no, I, I totally understand, like, the hopping the couches thing, but that was really strategic doing Airbnbs. Uh, yeah. I think the the state of like where we are now is probably a lot better that we can just like get an Airbnb as opposed to like trying to find like someone that has a house. Maybe not, yeah, exactly. Like new, everything is different though. Right, and we started. stayed in. We had an Airbnb, and it was like super small, and it was three of us. So every week we were like, we had a we had two twin beds in the room and um, an air mattress, and we would rotate if me and two other friends would move out here. And we would just wow. rotate every week to see wow. who, like, when you get the air mattress, then you get a bed, then you get the next bed, and you go back to the air mattress. Previous when we did it, we made it happen. Wow. Okay. Well, all right. So, <laughs> I, so I know you're – okay, so the type of artist that you are and, like, the things that you've done – is where a lot of people that read Hang Time or, like, want to listen to the podcast even, they want to get to where you are right now. Um, so I do know that you did something with colors. Yeah. So how was that experience? So there's people that want to get to where you are, like, just do more performances. Like, what was the, mm-hmm. like what, is, what were the steps that you had to do to get your first show? Like, did you have a manager um, that was able to do that, um, like, book that for you? Or was that something you just kind of had to find and figure it out on your own? Right. Um, so the colors thing happened through, like, this um, Bible challenge they put out. And it's colors worldwide. Um, you know, not to be confused with, like, colors, the people who do, like, the colorful performances. They're, like, two different entities, but they're similarly named. Mm. Um, but, but, um, Colors Worldwide, the people who run, um, R&B Only, which is a national touring party that really, like, support and fight for R&B music and plays R&B music throughout the night. So they were doing, like, this viral color star thing to, like, increase their brand awareness and things like that. And that just came from just a quick email. I was, I, it was randomly, like, just a line. I was started to do covers. So, mm. like, the first week I did this cover. They, the next week they had put something out, and it was just like, all right, so I'll just send this same cover to them, and then they loved it. And then I was, like, chosen as the first cover star for them. So that was really cool to do. And ever since then, um, we've been working together on small things. Like, when I release something, they support it. Um, anytime they have a party, we go out to it. So, yeah, Colors R&B Only is one of my favorite, like, brands. 
now. Um, the owner of it, Jabari, he's super cool, he's super inspirational, and he's like just a great guy. But um, it's funny that you would say like other artists are trying to get where I am because I'm like trying to get with other artists. So mm. I think it's this constant um, hamster wheel that we face as artists, <laughs> and where we just like keep going for this next high or this next level of things and things like that. But like, mm. no, I definitely say that like to increase like my brand and like really start like moving things forward getting a um, sharp team like getting a manager then after I got a manager I had someone um, working specifically on like my booking side of things like mm-hmm. trying to book me different shows and then that person um, became more of a manager as well and then we got a publisher you know what I'm saying so now yeah. you know, there was a digital marketer so it's like all these people kind of came at different levels and at different points mm-hmm. to where it all kind of fell into place but I always tell my friends and anybody I meet that, like, just focus on the music, and the mm. music will pull in all these extra parts. Mm. I totally Like, I didn't that. go speaking for anything. I just, the music kind of, like, people saw my music, and then once they met me, they saw my work ethic, and then they were just like, okay, how can I help? And that's kind of how you want it to be. Wow. That was really beautiful. I love that. Sorry. <laughs> I was just, like, letting that No, no, no. <laughs> Right. Okay. No. That's no. That's literally thing that people want to hear, and I think hear it like hearing it from me. They're just like, yeah, we get it. But like to hear from another artist that's there and like been through all these hurdles, they're like, shit. All right, this is what I like needed to hear, and <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So about about this EP, my beanie's orange. Again, yeah. I love it. I love I really do. I love Thank it so you. much. I played it too much, but I like it so much. Um, what, what is the reasoning behind the title? Like, is it because so, you wear so, orange beanies all the time? Like, Yeah, um, in a way, yeah. Um, so when we started working on that project maybe back in, by mistakenly, back in uh, February maybe, I would say mm-hmm. we kind of started working on it. And... Uh, it was going to be called um, 25, actually. It was going to oh. be called that because it was going to be on my 25th birthday. But as we, um, but as we started to um, progress in it, I just didn't feel the music was representative of my 25th year of life. Like, it wasn't mm-hmm. that sense of music. So, um, as I, so as, as we kind of like got towards the end of the project, we were in Nixon. I was just like work. I'll be in the gym. And I would put the project on, and something that always stood out to me was my beanie's orange in the first song. That line, my beanie's orange. It always stood out to me. To me, it was so, like, strong. To me, it's like when you say things that everyone already knows, it's like I'm standing for it. I'm letting you know. It's more interesting. So I felt like it was like this declaration, like, I'm here to stay. This is me. This is what you're getting on this project. And it happens in the first song in probably 30 seconds. So I thought it was mm. great. And then on top of, like, and the song was, of course, was inspired by the orange beanie I wear. Um, I'm from um, PG County, which is, like, a small county outside of Washington, D.C., and I grew up on a lot of Marvin Gaye's music, and Marvin Gaye, like, always wore an orange beanie. So my me wearing my beanie is kind of like an homage to him because he's one of my favorite singers, and he's, like, from my hometown. In a sense, I feel like he was, like, one of the people who, like, made it out of D.C. and became, like, an icon, not just a celebrity or just famous, but he's the icon. The way he, when you think of that time period, it's so music, you're going to mention him. 
So yeah, yeah. so one day I was I was just randomly in this um, store, and um, the beanie is made by Bricks and Woods, this um, small independent brand um, in LA, uh-huh. and it's a streetwear brand. And they're really cool, so Bricks and Woods again, and um, I randomly walked in the store and I just saw this orange beanie and I just like picked it up. Mind you, I'm in LA. It's like 70 degrees outside. Who the, who the hell wants a beanie? Yo, I'm gonna wear this beanie. And I wore it in a video, and then I wore it in another video. Then I just wore it in a show. And after that, people kind of took to the beanie. People took to the beanie, and I was like, okay, this is a thing. So with this project, I wanted to make sure I like played into it. Mm. Okay. All right. Wow. That you you went through a lot just mm-hmm. to get to the name. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very much so. And every, my management team hated it. They hated the name. It's okay. And I loved it. Yeah, I loved exactly. It. <laughs> exactly. And that kind of pushed me to do it even more. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely pushed me to do it even more. It's all about, like, what you love, really. Because, like, at the end of the day, like, mm-hmm. it don't matter who listens to it. Like, if it touches them, it's like, yeah, like, I'm really happy. I'm really, ha- like, glad that you felt what I was feeling. But it's really like you're just trying to express yourself at the end of the day, right? Yeah, and it's it's like sometimes I think we get too caught up in like trying to be cool and knowing what we think people are going to think is cool. Mm-hmm. And it's like no one really gives a no one really gives a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like if they love the music, they'll love the title. Yeah. Like that come later. Like just get the, yeah the creative process. Like let that come out first. Like let that show. Mm-hmm. Got it. Exactly. Okay. So what what can like we expect from you next? Um, I know as I'm pretty sure you've gone on tour like several times. Is there a tour that no we be, no you haven't gone? No, on I've been on no, I've been on tour once. I've been once. on tour once so far, which is which was a great experience and it was super great because we did it ourselves. So it was a tour that we kind of put together in a um, partnership with So Far Sound. Um, wow. And we did an East Coast run, and we sold out my hometown in Washington, D.C. My first show there, we sold it out. So that was, like, super cool. Yeah, thank you. It was so cool. It was the first time, like, I actually performed. And every now and then we'll do a show, and there'll be people who know a song or two. But this time, it was, like, people who were They were singing it back, so it was just, like, crazy. It was, like, a crazy energy that was overwhelming. But, um, yeah, 2020, um. 2020 will be um, hopefully another tour, a couple, another couple tours, more performances. Uh, we're going to drop some videos at the top of the year, mm. like Q1 and Q2, some videos mm. for this project. And then hopefully like Q3 and Q4, we'll begin to start dropping some singles from the next project, which probably won't be after 2021. Mm-hmm. But you'll start to hear music on it in, in 2020. All right. Wow. Okay, and so what is something that you try to um, you you want people to get out of your music? I know that it's very like R and B and soul, new wave specifically. So, like, mm-hmm. is there any other genres that you even see yourself um, dabbing, like, like going into a little bit? Um, I think that with every project, I try purposely like change the sound a bit or change like element. Um, I think with my Beanie's Orange compared to my Fabi EP phases, my Beanie's Orange is a lot more rock infused. Mm. So that's something I try to um, play with. So the next project is going to be a lot more like hip hop infused, okay. which I'm excited about. Looks super exciting. But I think what I want people to take away mostly 
And I need is something that um, helps them with their daily life and their daily experience and something that changes their way of thinking. I feel like if I can write a song that makes you question something that you've conditioned to think, then mm-hmm. I've done my job as a songwriter, whether that's mm-hmm. a relationship, whether that's something you think about life. Um, I say all the time, like, I write music for men mm-hmm. who to, who wants to, like, confront their feelings, you know what I'm saying, who wants music that's representative of how they feel and things like that. I think that society has conditioned the male species to be kind of, like, emotionless and have to be so tough. And yeah. I feel like with my music, especially with my being joined, I feel like I'm, just, like, with a song like Naturally, I'm literally trying to break that wall down and give men something that is strong enough and aggressive enough to sing along to that we still keep our mojo jojo, for lack mm-hmm. of better terms, yeah. but that also allows us to be more expressive and be more open. Got it. No, I totally hear that. Wow. I'm sorry, I'm just, like, so in awe of, like, your responses. It's like you're just hitting all Thank my you. questions in one. <laughs> one of, all right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, wait, how, how, many interv- well, how many podcast interviews have you done? This is probably, like, I want to say maybe eight and nine, eight or nine. Okay. So, like, maybe ten, somewhere in that <laughs> range. All right. Yeah. So this, this one, I want to actually include your music in it. Um, okay. From, yeah, it, that's okay. No, for sure. That's good. Is, is there, like, a song that, I, like, that you would love to? I know there's only five on the project, but is there a song mm-hmm. that you want to use specifically? Um, let's go with you, the title, the first song. Let's okay, yeah. You. All right, that was how I was thinking of, too. Okay, cool. Okay, Great. cool. Yeah. I love it, yeah, because I want, I want people to hear it. Every time I, like, I, someone is next to me, yeah, you can listen to this. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So, okay, if there was, if there's, is there one thing about the music industry that you would change, what would it be? Um, I think for me, I would change the way... I think I would change the more so like not the create side but the business side of music. I think um the business side of music is very deterring for talent. I think it doesn't allow true talent to foster currently. And I think that like I would just like um like A and R should like just do better at their job in the sense of like finding actual artists, getting out in different places to find artists like I think a lot of things have become like social media driven and like mm-hmm. okay this person has a following and I think that makes the music a bit lackluster and kind of why everything sounds the same in a way so I think yeah. that would be my biggest thing just for like A&R to really like start fucking shit up and say we're not going to succumb to the politics of this social media game and we're going to keep one thing authentic and that's the music so I think if you look at other other industries, there's still, like, a set standard. If you look at acting, there's still, like, a set standard you have to do. If you look at comedy, although you can be, like, a viral internet, there's still, like, standard. There's still different things you have to do to validate yourself as a comedian. When it comes to music, like, rappers or singers, I can post a cool video on TikTok and get a mess amount of followers and get someone will throw me in the studio and I'll become an artist. And then they'll call me the face of R&B or the new king of rap or something like that, and 
I literally just made my first one a week ago. Nice. I agree with you 100%. So I just wanted to get your your input on that because that's also something no, that we yeah we also like to talk about because um, like <laughs> as yeah, yeah as musicians we like if you're independent you also have to look at the business side of things as well. So I'm just like curious. yeah yeah. To hear and that. I think like that's like the side where you get all the anxiety and like mm-hmm. weird all the weird energy comes from because you're trying to learn this business and. It's just so crazy. Like navigating the music industry is a job in itself. Mm-hmm. It's yes. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Do you have any questions for me or like about Hank? Um. Yeah. Like. Um. Are you guys going to get into like any events or anything soon? Events? Have you guys done any of it? Yeah. Yeah. So we do. Okay. So we're actually putting together a music festival um, that's happening June 2020. Um, I know that we were taught, we were think, we actually were thinking of have, like booking you for that, so we'll keep in touch regarding that information. Um, Please you know, do. We, yeah, it's really, it's really dope. I'm, I'm really trying to do big things with um, okay. the magazine, but it's more so like I'm not talking about it, I'm just doing it. <laughs> No, that's the best way. Yeah. So there's that. We also have a Hang Time Music Showcase. Uh, but we had to stop okay. that due to, like, venue issues. Um, nice. But, the, but editorial and content, that's still there. <laughs> it's still there. Um, nice. It's okay. It's, we're getting more of it because, um, like how you said, like, if you just keep doing music, like, the people kind of just gravitate to it. Um, mm-hmm. That's what I'm doing is just like this content just keeps coming out and people are like, yo, you're still, you're still here. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, like, yo, all right, I got something for you. And I'm like, all right, cool. Um, well, so that's like the hardest battle. Just keep going. Like, mm-hmm. if you just keep going, it's bound to happen. Like, yeah. you just got to keep going. As easy as that sounds, it's super hard to like keep going. Yeah. So, that's really about it. You'll see, you'll you'll see more of us, and I'm sure we're gonna see more of you. No, we'll definitely trust me. We're if we'll we'll definitely let you know. We're we're super excited about the opportunity, and we'll be screaming to the mountaintop if it happens. So right. we'll super let you know. Trust me. Very dope. All right, cool. All right, well, I'm so glad. Thank you so much for waking up out of rolling out of bed. <laughs> Honestly, but <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> 